That was a promo drug overdose. What I did was I did a stupid thing. I got something from one of my friends and he said it was some kind of cocaine. I did not hear the crack part of the cocaine. I just heard the cocaine. He brought over this brown rock. It looked just like crack cocaine. And I didn't know what it was then. And I heard cocaine, so I crushed it up and I snorted it, which you're not supposed to do. You're only supposed to smoke it. Snorting it will kill you, like killed me. Um, well, after I did it, I woke up in the house in this chair and I could feel my body working. I could feel the, everything going, the blood going through my veins and everything. And it, my body made this kind of a song. It was, it was a tone. It was, it was like music and I could hear each part of it individually and then each part of it all together. And eventually the, uh, each part started to fade away until there was only one part. And then that part went away too. And it was quiet for a few minutes. And then I heard loud music. It was loud doors music. And I love loud music. But this, for some reason, it felt like it was cutting through me like a knife. It, 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 was, it was painful. And uh, I got scared. And I got up to turn the music down. But I couldn't touch the knob on the stereo. And I couldn't unplug it. So uh, I tried to run around the house for my friends to find them. I couldn't find them. And I came back into the room. You know, where my body was and I saw my body there and I realized, oh, there's something wrong here. And um, I was frantic running around the house because I got really scared because I didn't know what to do. And I couldn't get outside like I wanted to. So uh, I thought, I heard about prayer. I went to Lutheran school in something eighth grade and I learned about prayer. And I thought, well, I'll go ahead and try it. So I asked God for help because I really messed up. And if there's a way he could help me, that, that would be great. Well, a spirit being came into the room. I saw him out by the door. He was floating. He was just as light. It was just colors. And he slowed down to a human form. He had curly hair. And uh, he didn't have any wings or anything. I thought maybe he was an angel, but he didn't have any wings. And that's what I thought angels would have. And um, he said, I'm here to help you. And I said, I want to go get out of here. <laughs> so he took me outside. And then he started telling me things that, I had only thought about when I was a child, like when I was three, four years old, things that nobody else could have known. And he proved that he's been with me the whole time. And he said that we could go anywhere that we wanted to go now. And, you know, I thought, I didn't know where to go. So I thought, well, how about Seven Wonders of the World? And he laughed and he said, I'll take you to, I'll take you to some of them. And next thing you know, we were in Egypt. And I could see that we were by the pyramids and I could see the pyramids. I could see their gold tops and everything was all in the ancient times. And then I saw the same city, the same area as it was in current times. And Bob told me that the pyramids have a, a place so far as the energy that works uh, uh, with the plant, the energy the planet has and how it transmits and receives it. Uh, the pyramids are a part of that. And I also saw there that I had a life there and I was a kid and I did something bad. I, oh, I, I'm not sure what it was. They won't let me remember it, but I did something bad there. And oh, I asked about how I could see everything. And he said, that's, that's what all time is. And then after that, we flew over the Pacific Ocean real slow. 
and I could see the energies from all the countries. It was like a glow. It was like the aura pictures that, that you see that you can get taken. Um, it, it was it was like that. And each country you could tell there was a different kind of glow. Okay. And then uh, I learned that there were energy places in those places and there's energy places that are in the, um, in the ocean too. And then we got to the United States, we got to the Southwest and I could see the energies there and the energies of the cities were like way different than the other ones. And um, uh, uh, I saw the, the cascades and I saw where there are mountains there that had that were all logged next to mountains that weren't all logged and you could see you could see how they stuck out and their energy was totally different not natural like the other parts and um saw the southwest u.s there there was a um a energy place there a big energy place um and we kept going and uh, i saw other souls that were with beings like bob and I saw other souls that weren't with beings like Bob. And I understood that those souls were souls that are stuck in between the light and the planet. And they called the planet Gaia too. Um, and what they are, the reason that they might be there is because they just like it here or they know about the light and they don't want to go to it or they don't know about the light. It could be for a lot of reasons that they're still here. Um, beings like Bob, help those souls to go to the light. And um, and this beings like Bob know how to look at the auras and, de and determine what needs to be done to get that spirit to the light. And that's what they do. Well, I learned about those. And then um, oh, I was wondering about the planet. He told me so uh, about the planet and uh, what things that are gonna be bad that are gonna be happening to it and that we have to change everything what we're doing and um so he told me that and then we went to the away from the planet and i could see her aura and i could see and it was kind of like the pictures that you see from the satellite pictures only the colors were more pronounced and there was a sound that it made too it was like a like a humming sound and it reminded me of the sounds that were coming from my body when i was dying well we went I saw it and I, I was in awe and I wondered about the rest of the universe. And then uh, I saw this star that I wanted to go to. It looked like a star from where we were. And we went flying towards that star. And on the way we passed each of the planets in our solar system. Each one of them had auras. Each one of them had their sounds that they made. And I understood that there were souls that lived on each one of them. Um, then we got to the star and it didn't look like a star anymore. It looked like a like a circle that was sucking things in and um, there, there was blue on the other side of it. I wanted to go there. This is where I, thought I still want to go there. But um, Bob said that oh, he wanted to make sure that I was ready to go there before I went. And so I didn't know what to do. And then, and then I thought about, well, what about, what about God? You know, what is God? You know, and he told me, Bob told me that, oh, the being I called, I named him Bob. It's easier to tell the story. And, well, Bob told me that there are um, masters, great masters who are teachers who teach people to learn how to live on the earth. He said that there were several of them. And then he showed me um, a master entity that was all energy. It was all white. And then it, it slowed down and it turned into the picture 
that I saw on the wall in, at the parochial school that I went to. And um, I didn't know what to make of it. And he turned back into his light and he surrounded me and he told me, tell them to love one another and all will be well. And then he left. After that, I could see all the planets all in a line. I could see all their auras all together and I could hear all their songs all together. It was a, a, the most beautiful thing that I ever saw, uh, even now. But um, after that, I didn't know what to do. I just, you know, I, uh, I didn't really have any questions. I, uh, I, you know, I, I didn't know what to do, so I let Bob decide where to go. Well, we went past the planets again, and we went to this ascended city that was near the planet. And I could see the souls going back and forth from the planet to, to the city where I was at. We came down in the city, there was a, a square. There was like a well in the center, and there were buildings to my right and to my left. The building to my right was a big hall. It, it like stretched forever. And then the building to my left was a smaller building that looked like a house. Went into the house, and I saw four spirits there. They were all concerned that I was there. And oh, I saw each one of them. And then we went out of the house, and we went into the bigger building. The bigger building was huge on the inside. When I walked in the door, there was golden door, doors with golden handles to my right. And it was a bench that glowed, the wood glowed. There all the wood glowed there, all the, fr the framing for all the houses and everything. It was all glowing wood. I sat on the, uh, Bob told me to sit on the bench and while he went into, into the room. So I sat on the bench and started remembering things about Egypt. And then Bob came out of the room and he told me I had to go in. He told me to be honest and don't be afraid. So I went inside. There was this group of beings that are spirits. I call them the council. It was like half a dozen of them. And each one of them had an aspect of my life that they, that they would show me. Started out nice enough in the beginning for all the innocent stuff that we did when I was a kid, you know, with the neighbors and neighbor boys and mini bike riding, bike pimping out, and car pimping out. We did all that stuff when I, when I was growing up. But then everything graduated into, uh, I started hanging around with different people, started getting into the drugs. And there was a, a group of us that went out and caused trouble. We're a gang, right? When we lived in South Warren, which was right next to Detroit, it's the same neighborhood that Eminem grew up in, uh, albeit after me. But um, they showed all that stuff that I did. And they showed oh, 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 my my step, my my father i saw him in court and that was when he signed off on us kids but i didn't know about it until then and i always wondered where he was he was a big factor in my life and the you know my mood and everything else then there was a lot with my stepfather francis francis loved me and he tried to love me all the whole time and i pushed him away because it wasn't my, my father but um there was that and there was a parochial school i went to there was a lot of problems there and somewhere in between i got in a fight with my stepfather broke his jaw and it was just it was just everything just went to um to drinking and drugs and doing whatever i wanted to i was i was I was wild and I, and, I, and I was free to do whatever I wanted to. My parents, they, you know, after I punched my dad, they didn't have anything to do with me. But um, I went to, but after the review, the beings asked me if I thought I was more positive than negative. I thought that if I said more positive and I wanted to say more positive than negative, that I would be able to stay there. Because the feeling was, was unreal. Was, uh, just for the whole thing with, with Bob, everything, it, it was just, a, a feeling of peace 
you know, feeling like I belonged and I, and I was supposed to be where I was. And oh, they told me I had to go decide what to do. So I went outside and I went to this garden that was by this river. There was a stone bench there. I was alone. I sat there on the bench and I wondered about oh, I, uh, that I wanted to stay and I tried to figure out ways that I could get to stay and reasons that I need to stay. And I kept thinking about that all, all, and it was all about me, 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 you know. And then um, Bob came and I asked him, I said, well, what's going to happen when I go back? And he said that um, I would have a family. I would have a wife. She was already on the planet. Um, so far away from that kind of stuff. But he said I would have a hard life. He said I would have a hard time finding a job. We would all have money. I would be sick. And you know, I I was sick at the time. I was sick with the illnesses that tell you that you're not sick, you know. Um and so I decided, well, I go back for everybody else, you know, it won't be for me, you know, I just kind of sort of uh, grudgingly decided to go back. And um so Bob said that the river was there and the river was to help me forget things that I was shown in the experience that I could not share. And he, then he touched me on the lips and said, there are things that you will share. And then I dove into the river and I went out the other side. It was a glitter trail. I followed the glitter trail down to where my body was. I went in the house and I, I was able to get into the house because I just melted through the door because I was just by light and I got back in my body. And the first thing I did was do the fingers, nose, toes thing, make sure I was okay. And then I got up. I tried to tell my friends and they I woke them up at the crack of dawn and, and I started telling them the story. And they, they told me, they said, oh, stop your crazy talk. And they were mad because I woke them up. So I left there. I went home and my stepfather was taking a shower and I wanted to tell him, but there was no time. He, he had to go to work for Saturday overtime. So that day I tried to tell like five people and nobody would listen to me. They, they wouldn't even listen to three sentences of the whole thing and they tell me in various ways that I was crazy. So I, my energy by the end of the day was, was totally back to the way it was. And um, that night, Bob came to me in a dream, only he started telling me things that I, that I, that would happen. And I was scared because he was in a dream because he was a, a voice in my head. Uh, uh, I couldn't see him. And after people tell me I'm crazy, uh, I'm crazy all day, and I'm hearing this voice in my head, then you know I started thinking, well, maybe I was crazy. So uh, I just kind of put the experience away and tried the best I can. Uh, I mean, Bob told me that night that a friend of mine would die in a drunk driving accident, and two months later he died in a drunk driving accident, and I was the last one to see him. <laughs> He he gave me a ride to the roller rink because after the experience, I stopped hanging around those friends, went back to the friends I grew up with and hung out at the roller rink and stuff. And I was walking to the roller rink one night and he came by in his car and he said, he, he said, hey, you want a ride? I said, sure, I'll get a ride. Well, he went to the liquor store and they, they went in and got a, a bottle of liquor. And I told him, I said, when they dropped me off at the rink, I told him, dude, go drink that stuff in a house someplace. Don't drive around with it. Well. I was the last thing I told him, and the last thing he told me was to stop your crazy talk. And, and that's the last I've seen him come.
Um, so that really made me want, not want to share the story. And uh, I didn't really know for sure. I didn't know what a near-death experience was. I didn't know, even know for sure what it was or, you know, there was a, a lot of feelings about it. And uh, when I came back, I came back into the same frying pan I jumped out of. I still had all my problems. There was nothing that came for free or, or anything like that. It was all things that I needed to take care of by myself and it was going to be hard. It, and you know there were resentments there that why i gotta come back to be so hard and, and all that stuff but that's how it was i mean you know back then in 1979 there, there was no computers there were no buddy that i could go meet my little sphere of influence was really small you know and then to like two square miles you know i didn't know how other people lived or anything like that but uh, i had this and i didn't know if i was supposed to share it i shared it with the woman who I did marry, and um, she was okay with it, so that was kind of a that, that was kind of a required thing. But yeah, that's my experience. You know, I, there's a lot more to it in my book. My book is this. I don't know if you can see it. It's called Soul Bear: A Metaphysical Journey. It's available on Amazon, and like Katie was saying in chat, there's um, the SoulBear.com. That's where uh, my story is there too. There's a link there that you can go to mp3 file and you can listen to that too that's uh, uh, about an hour and a half long it's um all available for everybody because i think everybody would get something out of my experience and and, and it would be a good thing I, I know people i've gotten emails from people thanking me and everything and, and it's it's really good i know you know i i think i can say more positive than negative this next time <laughs>